Welcome back to the Hoodcast. The opinions expressed on the Hoodcast are those of the guests and the hosts. They reflect no inference or agreeance by Hood Tech Productions or Hood Tech Productions LLC or Hoodcast LLC. The information presented on the Hoodcast is not intended to offend any race, creed, religion, sexual orientation, or nation of origin. Please listen at your own discretion. It is now time. It's time. It's time. Get ready. Get ready. Let's do it. Do it. Do it. What it do, what it do, what it do, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Hood Tech Presents the Hoodcast. www.hoodtechproductions.com Oh, yes, this is a special Hoodcast today, baby. This is Hoodcast 334. We got a good special guest up in this thing, but before we bring our guest in, let me bring my co-host in this thing, William Biggums. What's up, people? How y'all feeling tonight? No relation to Tyrone Biggums. (laughs) 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 Yes, sir. What it do, world? What it do on this very special, special hood cast? What's been going on, Biggums? Man, it's been a long, long weekend. I I haven't had a weekend, but I was looking forward to Monday so I can get some rest. So, uh, and I'm excited about this show tonight. We got a very special guest with us. And I've been trying to get this man here for a minute, and he finally agreed to arrive, and it's an honor and a privilege to have him. So, I'm looking forward to that. Right, right, right. So, Fix, should we bring him on in? I mean, well, it's in a time so people I, know. I think, I think the fun is the fun is in anticipation. But actually, before before we bring in, I guess we gotta ask a question on Twitter today. I said, what does um, EPMD, Prince, and Beyonce have in common? And people couldn't answer me, but when I asked them, they were they were they were surprised that he would be here tonight. So. I am proud is that, and, and is that a little bit else. of the hater right? I know, I know. I mean, it's, 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 it's one of those things where, where it's like one of those people who he's like the like the watcher. Remember the watcher on uh, oh, yeah. Marvel, <laughs> the guy who can see everything right. because he was everywhere. He's that right. kind, but everybody don't always see him. He's he's moving he's he moving briskly about the scene. The industry knows him, but a lot of the consumers don't. But after tonight's show. Um, we hope you're gonna learn something. We are honored and pleased to bring to you the legendary, the impeccable, the perfectionist himself, one of the baddest turntablists I know. He's been the tour DJ for Beyonce, band member for Prince, and the starting DJ with the legendary group EPMD. Ladies and gentlemen, DJ Diamond, the artist, is in the building with us tonight. Sir. Yes, yes, sir. yes. Yes, sir. Can y'all hear me out there? That's right. Oh, yes, sir. We can hear you. Loud and clear. <laughs> Loud and clear. You got the legendary yeah, DJ Diamond. I, 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 I bring my personal announcer with me everywhere. I got to let him do his thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the world's most electrifying DJ. Oh, Is that me? There must oh, be. Well, I think that's you. I you <laughs> hey, bro, I knew you wanted it, man. Hey, yo. Yo. Can't be without your own intro. <laughs> yeah, let me get my I need that when I walk in the grocery store. I just want to hit a button, let everybody know I'm there. Every time I'm around, man. DTA experience. I let the people experience. What else? Damn. DTA experience. If you don't know who he is by now, did we Uh-oh. know my man? Uh oh. 
No. I think it was too much experience. Yeah, too much experience. <laughs> we got to get him back. Let me get Diamond on here so we can get him back. Oh, there no, you so there you go. There you go. Oh, man, we, we lost him. He got, he got too much of an experience. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he said too much of an experience. Diamond, man, um, thank, first of all, first and foremost, thanks for coming, man. You have had a history in hip hop and continue to make not just history, but a presence in hip hop that is continuous. Like, so you're, I'm on the account. Yeah, you're not done yet. This is a case of definitely giving you flowers while you're here. But um, tonight's Thank show. Thank you, now, brother. We, I appreciate that. Thank I want to really uh-huh. get into your travels because um, if you if you're in the New York area, if, I don't know what happened to him. He keeps disappearing. Us. My man is on such call. But if you're in the New York area, you'll know that. Your DJ's favorite DJ is DJ Diamond. Your DJ's um, favorite, favorite DJ. Your DJ's favorite DJ is DJ Diamond. He's been on turntables since he was in diapers. I'm hoping we can get him back here. What happened to him there? Lost him there. Reach out to him real quick. Yeah. There you go again. Uh-oh. He's back. Is he back? Yo. Uh-oh. There you go. Yay. I don't know what happened. What happened there? Why so was I was saying? When, when, we, when we get cut off, can y'all still hear me? No, no, you completely no. blacked out. It was like, bloop, it was gone. You using Wi-Fi instead, oh, wow. um, instead of, um, what you call it? On the Ethernet, maybe? Uh, yeah, but, I, but I got I got the super, uh, what you call it? I got the, the, the one gig joint. Oh, we oh, know you're good. We know you're good. We'll work through it, man. Well, listen, I was telling him, <laughs> I was like, he, <laughs> you've always been like one of those people that, that I've, that I want. okay, I'm losing this guy again. What's going on? <laughs> That's what it is. We're going to wait till he come back. Right. But until he come back, world, yo. Let's play, let's play you, some music. Then. Oh, oh we're going to play some music? Here he is. He's back. Right, we're going to play no music yet. Nope, we're going to play no music. Uh, Hold on a second. There he is. All right, don't move, Devin. No. Don't move. I'm, don't I'm not moving. <laughs> I'm not moving. He's like, we was fine for the whole 15 minutes before the show started and nothing. I know. So, I know. It's, it's well, yeah, 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 yeah. Can I add some extra sauce? Or well, it's, it's the feds, man. It's the feds. They always try to shut us down. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, we'll be trying to talk to the truth, son. Yeah, we tell I'm the truth. Sometimes they get you in trouble. But what I was saying right. was, tonight I definitely want to delve into to your travels through hip-hop, through your experiences, mm. through, through the journey you've been on, because a lot of people won't, 99.9% of the people in the world won't get the view that you have. Right, they right, right, right. Won't, you know what I'm saying? I mean, from where you see the game is like being, it's like being a, a, the head coach on the floor. Mm. You know, that's why I've always seen it. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? If people are like, oh, this happened, that happened. I'm like, I, I knew a guy that was in the room. You know, the guy that was there, he got to made these moves. He's seen it. And to have you here with us tonight, man, is just like, you know, you've been cutting in and out, so you didn't get the, the full uh, bouquet of flowers I was trying to give you. But <laughs> tonight we gotta we gotta delve into what it is you're doing, where you've been, and what you got planned for the future. Because you always strike me as a guy that's got a next plan. You always got a next plan. Uh, oh yeah, I know, you, I know you're out right now, DJing about. You was kind enough to squeeze us in your schedule when you got home from on the road. What's your next yes. stop? Where, where, where are you coming from? Um, I actually just came off of a cruise. Uh, I was DJing on this cruise called the Disco Cruise, which is pretty dope. 
got to play some disco music. I ain't done that in years. So that was, that was kind of dope. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of all music. You know, I get booked so much for always the hip hop stuff. And then, then I do get booked for other stuff like open format. You know what I'm saying? Where you could kind of like touch on it. But this was like an all disco cruise. I mean, I got, I went way in my disco bag for this joint. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was hitting my, I was hitting my Sylvester. I was hitting, you oh, know, the, the oh, you I was hitting, yeah, I mean, I was hitting oh, the brothers Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was hitting, I was heavy, I was heavy on them BGs, and you know what I'm saying I was going. Ooh, <laughs> I was that's going. Hard, yo. Oh, yeah, so that must have been, been the grown, the sexy cruise right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, it was grown. It was, it was grown. It was. It was grown. That's all I can say. It was grown. It was grown. It was definitely grown. Yeah, it was grown, sexy seventies cruise. That's that's definitely a good time, man. How long, you having, like, how long are you out when you go out on joints like that? How long are you usually out for? A couple of days? Yeah, that was a, that was a five day joint. Wow. Yeah, yeah. DJ every five, five day days. Uh, four out of the five. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, hey, they hired you to yep. work there and hired you to come be on vacation. That's what's up. No, no, That's no. I, I work. I, I, I know like when Daddy came. I get the I get the job done. So I heard that. Saying? When you're doing those corporate events, is it one of those things where they're like? Hey, we want you to come here and play music. Oh, here we go. He went out again on us. <laughs> At least he went out on, on the question. <laughs> well, there he goes. He comes back. I, I, I know what it is, though. What is I know it? what it is. I think it's, I think it's it, a wild time. Oh, my God. There he goes. There we go. What I, was, what I was saying was, when you go out on those, well, not even cruises. Yeah, we see you. Yes. Oh, you here? See me, but that okay. Now, now, now I'm coming. Okay, now I can see. Thanks. You. I think okay. it's a little lag in there sometimes. Um, mm. What I'm saying was, when you go out on these events and they're booking you, are, mm. are some of them they're saying, "Hey, we want the the DJ Diamond, we want the DTA experience, and come do your thing," or is it one of those, "Hey, like you said, this is a '70s cruise, so they expect you to run the disco music." Um, right, right. Well, I mean, you know, I, I like I'm I'm I've always been a DJ that never DJed for particularly myself. There's a lot mm. of DJs that DJ for themselves. They're like, you know, this is what I play and this is what I'm going to play. And it works when you have a crowd that comes out this, that wants to really hear what you play. But when you go somewhere and you have a crowd that's kind of like on a particular vibe, if you don't know how to shift what you do to cater to their vibe, then you're going to look like trash. So if I don't went on a disco cruise playing playing a bunch of Grand Pooba and Gangstar... <laughs> I don't. I don't think that would have went over so well with that with that audience. You know what, you know what I'm saying? Get invited back. That's for sure. <laughs> oh man, we keep losing my brother. This is crazy. This yeah, is... but I mean, he'll be he's right good. back. There you go. Hey, one thing about it, he's persistent. Yeah, he's he's not him. going nowhere. He's not going to quit. Now you got to control. Yo, you those... know what? I... Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I'll tell you I'll tell you what um why you, you know what I'm saying let's shift gears for a second I know y'all got I know y'all got your talk thing that y'all want to do, do y'all thing. do that we show do show that for like five minutes and let me go find an actual wire and see if I can hardwire in if, if that if that is the case because I never had this happen before with, with the superpowers that I got but I don't want it to keep happening I want before we get really into the interview I want to do yeah, it no, I got you oh, there you go yo guess what we can do though so play a little we can play a little video yep let's run a video 
We are yeah, not going to let these technical this. issues get in the way of this legendary interview. We'll be back. No, we're, we are not, world. Oh, let me, let me. He kind of threw me for a loop there, so. All right. Here we go. World, we'll be right back at this. Podcast. Man, I lost my granny, I'm mad. I'm selling the shit to feed my family. Folks gonna be on my ass. They gonna give me that book and lay me down. They ain't finna give me no pass. They take my dope, we kick down doors. I'ma just give me a mask. In other words, nigga, I'm bad. I nigga reload on 50s. Sit back, record, and thumb through hundreds. This for the niggas in the trenches. You know to call me the bad, bad man. You know I gotta keep my glizzy. Don't fold snakes, I kill a slime if a nigga ever claim me history. And we feed them the rats in the kitchen. Well, still, if I picked up a scale before my nuts dropped, police got me. Then whole try to take me to jail. Ain't shed a tear. I took the blame, always knew I was gonna be solid. Then fast forward, nigga, 2018, a nigga almost witnessed the body. Now I walk with a block on my body. Man, I lost my granny, I'm mad. I'm selling the shit to feed my family. Folks gonna be on my ass. They gonna give me that book and lay me down. They ain't finna give me no pass. They take my dope, we keep down those. I'm just give me a mask. In other words, nigga, I'm bad. Man, I lost my granny, I'm mad. I'm selling the shit to feed my family. Folks gonna be on my ass. They gon' give me that book and lay me down. They ain't finna give me no pass. They take my dope, we kick down those. I'ma just give me a mask. In other words, nigga, I'm bad. I'm a badass nigga like Mike. Ain't never been scared to pull up a fight. You can get here with a right. Or you left on the pavement and sleep through the night. I walk with the demons at night. I know I'm a star and I still shine bright. Now that's a little bitch that I like. She likes get bad and ass and right. I ain't never been scared to take me a life. I'm a goon, I walk with my pipe. I make music for niggas who like getting money. Talking about 20s and 50s and 100s. Nigga talking about he getting to the back, he lying. Nigga stop you need to be honest. Like John went down to the side, I'm fine. Like still gon' serve me, huh? Man, I lost my granny, I'm mad. I'm selling the shit to feed my family. Folks gon' be on my ass. They gon' give me that book and lay me down. They ain't finna give me no pass. They take my dope, we kick down doors. I'ma just give me a mask. In other words, nigga, I'm bad. Man, I lost my granny, I'm mad. I'm selling the shit to feed my family. Folks gon' be on my ass. They gon' give me that book and lay me down. They ain't finna give me no pass. They take my dope, we kick down doors. I'ma just give me a mask. In other words, nigga, I'm bad. Hotech presents the podcast. Legacy. Welcome to Arkansas. A state that slept on. There's so much talent down here. Real shit. Check this out though. I got my niggas, they with me, BG and Starkansaw Y'all put my city on the map, I'm finna pop it off One of the finest, pretty face with a sense of walk And if they ask me where I'm from, I'm screaming for a city And I ain't asking for no handles, I'ma go and get it I put on Gucci and Tumby, I like them well fitted I keep my business to myself, bro, I don't tell bitches My mama told me, baby girl, that you gon' make it in life I'm doing shit, I can't believe, I swear to God she was right Shout out to my nigga, Kato, doing the thing Oh, Arkansas. 
But you ain't really gotta go that far For that good gas is right here in the all glass job I'm talking about real pressure, high as astronauts yeah. Never no complaining about what they bought Consistency is the key, that's what I was taught Constantly getting cheese, yeah them big old knots Exclusive weed from overseas, guaranteed you cop Leave your ass Japanese, what the fuck you thought? <laughs> it's Fat Michael, for a city veteran Shout out Yako G, Big King, then my brethren All about our 39, you know damn president I'm from A.I.K. Chapo. I went through hell and high water to find one of these wires and this wire is plugged up directly mm-hmm. and it's, it's lighting up this lights going on so I know it's 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 seeing it so oh yeah, we should be having no more problems we that's what I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm gonna jump right into it though all right um, all right I like that Arkansas I became, that was dope I already I that's from the hometown yes sir that's all from right. the home state Gotta plug. Can, if you can, you got your own show and don't plug your home state, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Show your home state some love. But I want to I want to jump right into it, man. I first became aware of you as a DJ for EPMD. Okay. I, I remember hearing Diamond J on the cut, and I was just like, "Who's that? How did you get my, started in the game?" Period. Oh uh, <laughs> man, I know it's the old name. I'm sorry, right, right, it's right. copyright infringement. <laughs> <Well. laughs> um, man, I, I got I got started in the game. Uh, Oh, I got introduced to turntables by my my big brothers. Uh, my brothers, uh, they're uh, they're older than me. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, one of them is resting in peace now. Uh, uh, my brother DJ Maniac and my other brother DJ Greg D. Greg G is still with us. Um, I was, you know, I was like the mistake baby. You know, I was the, 
you know, the parents was feeling frisky, like, okay. 10 years ago, like, hey, baby, come here. Hey, come here. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I was born and I, I was like nine and 10 years younger than my brothers. Which mm. was, was a good thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was like, a good you know, weekend, they, baby. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah, it. you know, I was, I, you know, the bottle of Jameson or whatever, you know, Johnny Walker or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was that baby. So, you know, uh, ba- basically, it was a good thing, though, because, you know, um, I learned how to fight really good because, you know, I'm fighting dudes that's 10 years older than me, like, every day, and I couldn't beat them up, but the regular person on the street couldn't beat me up because I'm always right. fighting these big older dudes, you know what I'm saying? So that was cool. Right. And then, you know, uh, you know, this was like when, I guess this was like the kind of the beginning of hip hop. I was like a baby coming into this whole hip hop thing. And my brothers, they bought turntables when they were like 18 and 17. So at the age of, you know, seven and a half going on eight, I got introduced to turntables. And, wow. you know, it was, it was, that was it. Once That's I got a true, taste of the road to mastery. Yeah, I was hooked. Once I got a taste, mm. I was hooked. And they said Oops. by the time I was like nine, I was better than both of them. So, it was, <laughs> yeah, and it's not a disrespect to them because they was nice with it, but it was just, it just it was such a natural thing with me. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you just, people just are naturally like, I'm sure Carl Lewis was the fastest kid in school. You know, going right. run to get those bananas off the tree. He, you know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We gonna go there, all right. <laughs> right. So, you know, you both. You know what I'm saying? You, right. Nobody could catch him in, in first grade. You know what I'm saying? Right. And right, then he, right. he goes on to be the fastest man in the world. It's, you know, it's normal. You know what I'm saying? So I was right. just, I just had natural abilities on the turntables and I loved it. So that was the combination mm-hmm. right there. It was the combination mm-hmm. of this. I know a lot of kids that are great at things that they don't love and they don't end up doing them because it just doesn't, it doesn't turn them on. It's not right. passion. You know what I mean? Right. But, but the DJing for me, those turntables, that was everything. I couldn't sleep without them thing. It was everything to me. So you're like a little kid that slept with his basketball. That's it. That's well, exactly I don't feel it, man. Yeah, it was loving basketball, except it was loving it in a turntable and a needle. That was me. You know what I'm saying? So, so now tell me, mm-hmm. you fall in love, right? Seven. You get better than your brothers by nine. Mm-hmm. How soon after that are you DJing professionally behind a rap group in a club? Like, what's well, that journey like from a nine year old who's dope on the turntables to boom? I'm making a living right. doing it. The journey started in, in Bushwick, Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Because I was I was born in Brooklyn, so I'm a Brooklyn uh, native. Oh, I don't shit. really talk about Brooklyn much because Brooklyn got enough hot people, and you know, Long Island right. we didn't have nothing until I got there. No, I'm just I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but Long Island never never got the. You know what I mean? Yeah, you feel right. what I'm saying. So right. that's why I'm running around, but no big deal. I give it a second. That's why I always push. I push Long Island because everybody, you know, even though we got some of the dopest hip hop that ever came in the world from Long Island, people still sleep on Long Island. I don't know why they do that, you know, but it is what Most it is. Most notably, they were right. soul, rest in peace today. Rest in peace to my big bro Dub. You know, he was dope. You know what I'm saying? But um, so so anyway, you know, like it started in Bushwick, Brooklyn. You know, I you know when I was seven eight years old going on to nine my brothers would take me around to block parties and I was that little kid that used to get on the turntables and amaze everybody because I could actually scratch good times and you know go back and forth and do whatever whatever then I moved to Long Island and everything stopped because my brothers didn't move with me it was just my parents and me so now I became like an only child by the age of nine and a half going on ten and there was no turntables there was no nothing I was you know my neighbors and my neighbors had ducks and there was this rooster that used to wake up. I'm thinking like hip hop was over. 
Right, right. What happened to the world, I know. <laughs> but but uh, I, w- I want to get back to this. So do me a favor. Ask me about going on to 10 years old again later. Later on. When we, uh, but I'm going right. to speak to the DJing part. But I want you to... Okay. Okay. But that was a pivotal time. Me turning 10 and, and being in Long Island. So I, I'm going to you know, go back to that. All right, We're going to bookmark right there. All right. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Um... Uh, the DJ thing, you know, it, I still stuck with it, you know, and I was able to get my own turntables by the time I was like, I think about 12 going up, about 13 years old. I got my own first DJ set up of my own. And by the time I was 14, I was DJing everybody's backyard parties and little high school parties and school dances. And you know, I was just doing every dope party that could be done in the neighborhood. Right. And in doing that, I met a guy named Eric Thurman. Now, now we get to it. So, so. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said we gotta go back to ten. But let me let me get to answer your question. So, I, Eric Sermon would always come to my parties and he'd be like, "Yo, yo, yo, Diamond, Diamond, let me get on the mic." And I'm like, "All right, why not? You know, you seem like a cool dude. Let's see what you got." And he was nice. He was real nice mm-hmm. on the mic. So he actually ended up becoming my MC. So oh, at, okay. Yeah. So at my house parties, Eric would come and he would he would be the rapper. So it was dope. You know what I'm saying? So it, so everybody, you know, we was like a group without being a group. Right. And then, you know, later on, Eric ended up meeting Parrish. And Parrish was like, yo, I know how to make a record. My older brothers did it. Parrish had a has older brothers that had a group that was on Tommy Boy called The Rock Squad, I believe. And they had okay. a record called The Facts of Life on Tommy Boy Records. So Harris was with them in the studio and he learned, he learned. He was like, yo, I, I know how to do it. I watched my brothers do it. They made it. So he said, yo, I want to, I want to go in the studio with y'all. I want to make a record. So I went in the studio with them and then we did the, the demo with, you know, it's my thing and you a customer, you guys are chill and all of that stuff. So, wow. So that's how I got in the game. Like I didn't, I didn't expect to make records. I didn't expect none of this. I was just DJing, but it turned into something else. You know what I'm saying? Just from oh, it is definitely yeah, turned into something else. Just from Eric coming to my parties and and ended up being my rapper. You know, sure. and you know, you know, a, you know, I'm back with EPMD. You know that, right? Yeah, I, mean, I saw the last tour. I saw the last yeah. time y'all was on tour. Yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been well, back with EPMD for, for eight and a half years. Yep. <laughs> Huh. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, that's yeah. the, that's the original form. That's that original recipe, right? There. That's the re- and that, and that's why everybody <laughs> says yo, the shows are phenomenal. Because when when Scratch dropped out, Scratch is a phenomenal DJ. Everybody's like, oh, shows is gonna be trash now, blah blah blah. And then you know, there's people like yo, don't sleep on Diamond. He's a, he is a five time battle champion. He is one of the members of the X Men and Executioners. He ain't no joke. But I don't even think it's just the DJ skill part of it because we're both pretty evenly matched when it comes to skills. But it's the chemistry. You can't yeah. you can't duplicate the original chemistry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like 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 people have said that people are like yo the shows with you are better, and they're like yo no disrespect to Scratch you know what I'm saying because he's phenomenal, but mm-hmm. it's the it's the natural chemistry. That's between, yeah, between when I stepped back on stage with them. There was never a rehearsal. It was like I left. I never left, and I I didn't DJ for them for twenty something years, and it was wow. like I never left. So. You know well, I, mean? I guess in a sense, you, you maybe you never, not like you never left the group, but you never left the stage. Oh, never left the stage, ever. You <laughs> never left the stage because some people were like, oh, what's the person? What have you done lately? And I'm just like, you don't even want to ask that question. That's like a loaded question. 
You know, <laughs> I've had conversations where I'd be like, oh, my, I know my DJ Diamond. Like, who? I'm like, Diamond artist. I'm like, yep. Then I run down to the, uh, the, 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 uh, the what's it called? The the bio. And they're like, oh, yeah, the resume. And they're like, oh, but what's we doing right now? I was like, dude, that, that's a whole nother resume. Right. Jump off <laughs> but I do want to know. So that's your, that's your breaking point right there. You're in the game. Yep. You're moving around. You're traveling the world. I know you got stories. Oh, like every story. DJ has stories. Yeah, yeah. Where's the book? I'm waiting on the book, the memoir, the tell-all, because I know there's got there's got to be enough just tour stories to do like three volumes. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one, man. That's that's a, that's a tough one, man. You know, I got, how many NDAs have you had to sign? I got a lot. <laughs> a lot. I, I, feel, I feel like 21 Savage. How many times you got shot? A lot. How many times? There's a lot. I'm saying, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of things that I I, I can't really discuss. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even put you in that position. I just want, I just want you to be able to say you can confirm or deny. Now, see, I don't have time because of the technical difficulties we had earlier, but we are gonna have you back when you when you're off the road again. Oh yeah, oh, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know there was a time limit on this joint. Yeah, I thought y'all just no, no, it's our show. Okay. We're not on CBS. We don't. We we can do a lot. I show Dude, all the time. We, we want, want to. Got you. We do what the fuck gotcha. we want. That's the podcast, baby. God damn it! Let me well, like I was saying, I want to. I want to get together some. Uh, <laughs> I, had, I had to give you a drop for that one. Hold on. <laughs> I want to put together some confirm or deny questions for you. We go into the next. We go into our next segment. We're gonna come back. I'm gonna have some confirm and deny questions. But before we do that, um, I, I want to know. So you go for BPMD. They've got yeah. scratch. Yeah. What are you doing in between that time? Everything. I know you're producing. I know everything. Mixtape comedy show. How yeah. Does, Let's let's just take a part right there. How did the mixtape comedy show come about? It was so okay. weird. When I heard about it, I didn't know what it was. Once so, I discovered what it was, you were standing in the middle of it. I was like, "This motherfucker's evil." So yeah, this definitely is your own show, and y'all march to be your own drum because you just jumped from '87 <laughs> to tw- 2009. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we, like I said, we gonna go back to ten years old, so we can do a little time traveling here and there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we on some Rick Sanchez, Rick and Morty. You got the, you got the. You got the, you got the <laughs> I'm saying we just stepped into another time, but um, yeah, mixtape comedy. It it was just a, it was a thing started by uh, my really good friend uh, who I didn't know at the time, but he's a great friend of mine now, uh, Royal Watkins. Um, Mm -hmm. He started, you know, he it was that was his dream of starting the mixtape comedy brand. Uh, Just a little bit about Royal Watkins. Royal Watkins is one of the first three original deaf comedy jam comedians it was him bill bellamy mm. and i forgot the other guy i can't think right now but it was just three that started out um, with russell Simmons. and royal was one of the three that started with him it wasn't bernie Bat, was okay it? no 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 bernie Bat was years later no, bernie bernie was later it was i can't remember so i don't i don't want to you know dirty i would say years later but he was later yeah. Yeah. but no I mean, we're talking about the first show i'm talking Uh-oh. about the very first episode I, i'd have to go back and look but so so royale's been in comedy even before then, but I mean, he's been popping mm-hmm. since then, but a lot of people don't know him because he, a lot of times, he falls back behind the scenes and, you know, he produces big shows and he writes for like big TV shows, you know, he'll, he'll move, he moved to Connecticut for two years to write for a sitcom, you know, he does things right. like that, you know what I'm saying, so he's he's very big in the game, so it started with Royale right. it started with Royale having a conversation with Anthony Anderson saying, hey man Let's do something. And Anthony was like, all right, fuck it. Let's do something. <laughs> I'm saying it. They started this thing called Mixtape Comedy, and it was in New York because at the time, Anthony was filming uh, Law and Order. 
So, and Law and Order was a New York based show. And so he was kind of living in New York. Um, and they had three DJs before me. They did, they shot, uh, they did three episodes because it's a monthly show. Um, and it was one, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had three episodes before me, three shows before me. And right. Anthony fired all of the DJs because they was trash to him. So, Oh, okay. Some, yeah, so somebody had ended up connecting me, connecting the dots, saying, "Yo, you got to try this guy Diamond because Diamond's phenomenal." Blah 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 blah. And and they were like, "Well, we heard that before, but yeah, we'll try him out." You know what I'm saying? It was, it was like that type of thing. So, right, right. You know, I ended up making the show, and it, you know, the crazy thing is, and now my memory's coming back. Mixtape comedy is always on a Sunday. It's on the third right. Sunday of the month, always. Mm-hmm. My mom passed away on the third Saturday of the month. <laughs> she, wow. she she died the day before mixtape comedy. And before the first show when you were supposed to be there. The day before, literally, before my first wow. show at mixtape. She she passed away. And and you know, I tried. I'm not gonna lie, I tried to get someone to fill in for me, you know what I'm saying? At the last minute, but it just no one, it just didn't work out. And I was like, you know, man. You know, this my mom lived for stuff like this. You know, she, it would be disrespectful if I didn't go and right. do what I do. You know what I'm saying? So that's so real. I went, yeah, yeah. So I went there and, and rest in peace to my big brother Kango Kid because Kango Kid was there and he had told him he was like, "Yo, man, his mom just passed away yesterday." Like, it's, it's, I'm shocked that he's gonna be here. So I made it, and you know, I did what I do. And 14 years later, I am the official mixtape comedy DJ. Comedy DJ. Yeah, you know man. I, I know when we came through there, you showed us a lot of love. Like I've oh, always yeah, been appreciative of the fact mm-hmm. that um up and coming artists, you know, you if, if the talent was there, you gave it an opportunity. And I, I yeah. appreciate that. The same yeah, personally, we, thank you. We, we we had Fred the Godson. We had we, we had a lot of people like before they popped. You know what I'm saying? Right. Man, I know, it, no, that was a launching pad. That's that's not Liz, he is. Not yep. one, but he is a launch pad for artists. Right. And of course, really we still is. have we have notable artists also close the show as well, like people that can, you know, sell out, you know, places that hold 10,000 right. people. You know, we have that right. too, but we also, you know, give like the new bubbling artists a platform as well, man. So it's, it's just dope. It's a dope variety show. You know what I'm saying? It's, oh, it's, yeah. I know that I came twice and I laughed yeah. my ass off. Like, I think, I, I can't remember who was uh, Capone. Capone. Capone was, was headlining. Like, oh, yeah, that's oh, what you laughing right at. Capone was headlining. And Capone's the kind of comedian. You was in the back of the room. I'm yeah. in the back. I'm coming from the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he's so loud and so boisterous and just so big on the stage. It's yeah. like a wave goes across the room when he hits you the punchline. You, you ever see Capone's head? Capone got, <laughs> Capone got a gigantic ham hocks head. So how can he not be loud and boisterous? That that big old head, he's like a human megaphone. <laughs> Yo, it is. I can't imagine him in Wendy's order. They probably scared the shit out of somebody. Dude, just his whole like they say, say it with the chest. Like his his face, like he about to have a stroke when he get when he really gets right. up. Yeah, the veins start popping. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, they gonna have to call yeah. EMT in here. This dude don't slow down. He was that's, lit to that. That's, that's, that's what that's, I was like. Okay, this is definitely something different. Yeah, man. I've the comedy shows before, but that the mixtape comedy show. If you're in New York City, the third yeah. Sunday of my make sure go through check out mixtape comedy show with the one and the only DJ Diamond the artist. Now we gonna well, put out a ray gun. Actually, uh, 
Our next, I'm, I haven't been to a few of them because, like I said, my tour schedule is crazy. I'm flying. Right. You, you see me. I'm on planes, you know, two, three times a week normally. But um, mm-hmm. I'm actually going to be back at the next one, which is on this. It's not this Sunday. The next Sunday is March 19th, which mm-hmm. is the third Sunday of the month at Gotham Comedy Club in, in New York City. Uh, and we're doing two shows that day. We're doing uh, we're doing a 7 p.m. show and a 9.30 p.m. show. And co-hosting the show that night, because he's in town, is D-Nice. My so, name is D-Nice. Yeah, so it's already, it's already going to be the whole club quarantine, the CQ, Sam is in the building. Mm-hmm. Day, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts and bolts. Not oh, it's gonna be bananas. I might, yeah. might we have to try to find a way down to that joint. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. I know. Can I get? A, can we get advance tickets on that? Can uh, put me on I, the list. I'll be it's nineteen eighty-five. Put me on the list. I'm <laughs> honest with you, brother. I believe the show the show sold out. Sold out. <laughs> Both of them. I'm sure the minute you your name D Nice went up on the board, it was like no yeah. tickets available. It was crazy. I got to sneak. I got to sneak in through the kitchen. I'm used to that. Crazy. We, we, we gotta figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> now. Yeah. Let's 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 go back because I know, like I said, I jumped from from the eighties to the two thousands. Right, 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 right. You EPMD scratch with them now. You off doing your own thing. Where do you go from there? And what is the, what is that transition like? To, um, well, right, the man behind EMP to, to now you're yeah. the man in front. Your own right, thing. right after EPMD, um, I actually worked with an, another brother who's unfortunately resting in peace. Um, uh, Craig Mack. I actually produced Craig Mack's first record. So mm. I don't know if you know that, but not when it, not on Bad Boy. Before he was called Craig Mack, he was called MC EZ. And mm-hmm. I got him a deal on uh, Sleeping Bag Records. I produced this record for him called Get Retarded. I produced okay. a couple of them, but the but the biggest one was called Get Retarded. Did not know that. Yeah. Yep, yep. And that ended up being like a like a cult hip hop classic. I mean, you know the record if you hear it, it's the one that goes zoom, 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 zoom. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's me on the record. I didn't know that was Craig, know it was Craig Mack. Yep, yep. That's Craig Mack. He used to be called MC Easy. The name of the group I was MC Easy and Troop. Troop was his DJ. What? And I was the producer. When, um, when Flavin' Your Ear came out, I really thought I was that was the first discovery of Craig Mack. No, I, I did definitely. not know that was him back in the day. Nope, definitely was not. That's how... That's how Craig ended up meeting Alvin Tony. May he rest in peace. Damn, man. So many of my brothers is, is gone. But um, uh, rest in peace to Alvin Tony. Um, Alvin Tony met Craig because Craig was on Sleeping Bag and EPMD was on Sleeping Bag. And Ooh. Alvin Tony is the, is the one who got Craig to puff to get the deal on Bad Boy. Wow. A little in case you don't know who Alvin Tony is and you don't know his history, without Alvin Tony, we may not have had a rock him. Because Alvin that's Tony, Alvin, see, you see, what I'm saying, like I, that's that, a man, big word. that man has history. Alvin Tony is the one who got Rakim to Eric B. Because it could have, it could have easily been Freddie Fox, but Freddie Fox Same didn't. Word. Freddie Fox didn't answer the door because Alvin went to Freddie's house first. But Freddie wasn't. He either wasn't home or he just didn't feel like answering. You know, Bumpy Knuckles, you know how he is. But, yeah, he's yeah, he on his own schedule. Right. So Alvin <laughs> went to Freddie's house first, knocked on the door. And, you know, this was back then before cell phones and all of that. This is, yo, yo, you home, nigga? Yo, nigga. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was like right. that. Yeah. So, but Freddie Fox, he didn't answer the door. So Alvin said, yo, I know another dude. I don't know him that well, but he nasty. Come on, let's go to his house. They went to Rakim's house. Rakim answered the door, like, yo, what up, God? What's yo? What's good, you, know? <laughs> nah, you, nah, you, were, you know what I mean? 
That sounds like the all right there. <laughs> so so you know so he answered the door and then and then that's the rest is history. Now you got the God MC from Wine Dance Long Island. Thanks to Alvin Man. Tony bringing him to Eric B. And thanks to Freddie Fox for not answering the door. That's crazy. Do you think he would have ended up in Rock Hill's house anyway? Maybe he talked to Fred and then went to Rock Hill's house because Fred and Enzo, who would have got Rock Fred and was like, we good. We kept it moving, jumped in the car and broke out. That's like drunk history. That's something you really want to know. It's like one of them uh, what ifs. (laughs) It's like an episode of what if. But, and, you know, but the the way Freddie Fox rhyme style is, he would have made dope records, but he wouldn't have changed the game. Mm. Rakim, Rakim was, you know, even MC Shannon spoke about it. Like him and MC Shannon and Marley used to laugh at Rakim when they, because they recorded his records in the studio. Marley wouldn't even record Rakim. If you want to get like real about it, Marley wouldn't record. He, he wouldn't track Rakim's vocals. He was like, yo, this guy's whack. I'm not messing with him. Wow. <laughs> he would not track. He would, he, Marley would not treat. Marley made Shan record Rockham. Marley used to try to coach Rockham and tell him how to rhyme. This is real talk. This is not a made up story. This is like oh, real. Oh, cool, man. Right now, you, okay, you're taking <laughs> yeah. me down a black hole right now. <laughs> I just can't imagine the world with somebody ever Rockham and thought he was whack. Damn, you, right. you can fact check me. You can fact check this all I, day. I believe you. I believe yeah, you. Man. That's why you're here. So, I believe you. So, so Rakim, when he did his lyrics in the studio, he brought the mic into where he was sitting and he sat down and rhymed. And everybody was like, yo, what's wrong with this guy? This guy is, what is he doing? Like, but again, listen to his style and listen to his flow and listen to how he right. articulates his words and listen right, to how right. he, he does everything as a strategic chess move. Everything in mm-hmm. life with him, chess move. So this was, this was how he wanted he wanted his music to be relaxed and calm like how he was, but still right. have meaning and force behind it, but not with the, you know, I'm coming with right. the vibe. He wasn't that dude. He was like, right. yo, I'm, check out my melody, my Matsuba guard, but yo, yo, star, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> right, that right. Whole thing going. So, yeah, like, like, yeah, man, that's, you might want to interview kind of, like six times, man. I got a lot of I got a lot of knowledge in this I'm, game. I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, dude, I've been around so many people. Heard so I never heard that story. Yeah, Did man, not know fact. that twist of fate as far as Freddie Fox and um and Alvin Tony. I did not know that. Yeah, I did not piece. know that. So, yeah, <clears throat> so now you're on sleeping bag. You produce the record for Craig. It does yep. what it does. Yeah. You go on producing from there. You back DJing. What what what, what is Diamond doing for a living at this time? Uh, well, you know the, the production. You know I, I was making money for that, and I'm still DJing. I'm still you know doing parties and clubs and you know all of that stuff too. Right. But I caught the bug to up my skill level at that time, and that is is how I became you know eventually a member of the X Men, the original X Men and the Execution uh, DJs. Um, for s- some. You know, it was a it was a chance encounter through Diamond Shell, which is was mm-hmm. Marky's brother, and it was mm-hmm. Diamond Shell who was going to college at Farmingdale University in Long Island, and he said, "Yo, there's this DJ up there that is unbelievable," and I was always the nicest dude in the neighborhood, not because I it was trying to be, it's just it, you know I was it, it was between me and Kayla Boss, my big mm-hmm. bro. 
uh, who is now known as DJ Four Five. You know what I'm saying? Right. We, we were like the top of the food chain, and like you know, nobody could really see us. So, and and Diamond Shell was always talking about this dude, man, Richie Rich, Richie Rich, Richie Rich, Richie Rich. It's like, yo, D- yo, Dom- Diamond, you gotta see him, yo. You gotta see him. You gotta see him. And I was like, all right, yeah, I go up there. I check the guy out. You know, I'm, you know, I'm sure he can't be all of that impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, dude, I went up there and my head almost popped off of my neck when I saw. Who's that good? Yo, Richie was that nasty. I was like, damn. I was like, damn. I thought I was nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, yo, this guy is incredible. So once I saw him, I was like, you know what? I got to get better. I was like, because I, I never put no effort into it. It was just natural. I never tried. Right, before. You didn't I never have challenges. Right. I never ever practiced. No, I had battles, and I beat the people around me. So it wasn't even right. like, but I just, I never met, you know, this, this was a show, Shogun master. You know what right, I'm right, 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 right. You know, I, I, I never went up against show enough. I was Bruce Leroy, but I was beating up regular You know what I'm saying? Show enough. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? He had the red glow and everything. I was like, wait a minute. He got the glow. Right. So, 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 um, but yeah, but I, I was blessed to, to to become good friends uh, with Richie Rich, who's also known as Daddy Rich, who's third right. base DJ. Just so you know mm-hmm. who I'm talking about, and um, and you know he took me under his wing, man, and and he, and he showed me a whole lot. And he always said, he said, he said, uh, yo, Jay, because you know back then it was still Diamond Jay. He's like, yo, Jay, man, like you, you one of the nicest DJs I've seen. I'm like, how are you saying that to me? He's like, yo, you have more raw skill than I've ever seen anyone with. He's like, you just do things very awkwardly because I, I was kind of self-taught. You know what right. I'm saying? Like my brothers had the turntables, but I really taught myself. Like when they was at work and school, I was just doing my thing and right. just figured out a way to make it work. So right, right. he was teaching me like, he's like, all of this stuff you're doing. Now, if you move your hand like this and change your position, you're kind of like a tennis coach. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like how to hold the rack and this stuff. He was like, watch how much faster you'll be and blah, blah, blah. Cause you're already as fast as me doing it weird. If you do it the correct way, blah, blah, blah. And you know, he trained me and it was because of him that I entered battles yeah, yeah. and I ended up beating everybody, you know, you know, ultimately in the country. So I mean, how was that, how was that, that, um, that DJ battle circuit? Like, I mean, I always seen the rap battles and I see the beat battle and the beat battles yeah. have become a thing now that's really growing out. Right. But that DJ battle circuit, Oh, it yeah. looks excruciating running yeah, around yeah. the country yeah. like <laughs> like night fighting with everybody in town that got turntables. It's tough, man. It's just like anything. It's just like it's just like boxing. Like you know how many big brolic dudes, you know, can knock people's heads off, but there's only one to five people in that class every year that that becomes a contender for the title. Right. You know what I'm saying? The same thing with DJing. There's there's tons of us that's super, super, super nasty, but it's only a good Five. It's only like a good handful, you know what I'm saying? That, right. are that, that are that that are those contenders to beat everybody in this entire nation. You know what I'm saying? So, and luckily, I was one of them. You know, so is this, is the community still going strong like that? As far as the battles, absolutely, absolutely. It's just not it's not commercialized. I mean, you know, commercialized is is, is stupidness, nonsense. Right. You know, mumble, mumble, mumble life. Jumble. That's right. the, you know, right. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, like they have. The, I see the smack. Videos. I used to have those back in the day with the with the with, with the rap, rap, yep. rap battle. But I never really saw it take off to that extreme with the with the DJs. Was because oh, the no, DJs it, too busy? No, it's, it's it's super huge, but it's just not. You know, America is capitalism, and America is thievery. 
in America is anything that's great, we're going to figure out a way to dumb it down to make sure that they can do it too. And once mm. everybody can do it, it's, it's business. You know what I'm saying? It's just a numbers game with these labels. You know what I'm saying? They don't really want talent. They just want numbers. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a whole it's a whole other thing with this with this going on. But if wow. you want real hip-hop, if you want real hip-hop, if you want real hip-hop culture and real talent, you got to go to Europe. You got to go to Asia. Yo, you got to go to Europe. Bro. That's where it is. Yes. It's all, it's all thriving over there. Over here. Really? That's what you got over here. Over there, over there, you have hip hop. Make, make no mistake, hip hop lives greatly in Europe, in the European and the Asian. Start over here. Yep. So, and, yep. and you think that, and you think the capitalism, the capitalism that that exists in our system, is what really kind of killed, you know. Uh, absolutely. The thriving of the culture in a commercial way. Bro, labels destroyed hip hop. Period. Labels destroyed it. First, now let me tell you why. Okay, I made this record. Um, I dropped this record about maybe five years ago. Um, I didn't. I didn't drop it like for commercial appeal. I, you won't find it on Spotify. You won't find it on none of the DSPs. I dropped the record. I shot a video, and it lives on YouTube. It's called Respect okay. the DJ. And if you see this chain, okay, I'm gonna I seen it. I was looking for something for yours. That I'm like, right. I seen it. So I, I did this record because I was completely fed up with the whole state of the DJ situation. When when I found out Paris Hilton was getting a hundred grand to, to do these parties, and she can't even, she don't barely know how to press play on the premix that she has. I was like, yo, this is just too respect disrespectful to to the craft that I put the ten thousand hours into that so many people work for that try to you know to, to preserve the right. integrity of i just had to get some things off my chest so i made this record called respect to dj for that reason you know whoever wants to go check it out it's on youtube all my social media on everything is at dta experience you just put dta experience my youtube channel come up you, you can see it and you just listen to the words i'm saying in the record i, I put that out because it all started from labels remember mm-hmm. it used to be Cash Money and Marvelous, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, you know, Coogee Rap and Polo, uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, and you know, and the list goes on. Right. Like the DJ was was a part, the DJ was the f- main unit at one the point. The foundation, right, right. The foundation, right, right. And, and the labels was like, we gotta break this up. We can't have unity and camaraderie. We can't have that. So we're just gonna focus on the person that sings or raps or whatever. And, you know, you don't need the DJ to sign this contract. You could deal with him outside. And what does that do? That's less people that the label got to pay. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it's also less of a chance that you got somebody in their ear that matters. Because if I'm not right. signing a contract, I can tell you all types of stuff. Yo, this is fucked up. This is whack. This is blah, blah, blah. But I'm not on that paperwork. So I can't so really cause no, I can't cause no problems to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's where it all began. That's where the demise of the DJ started was from the original record labels moving the DJ out saying that this is not important to your success. You just need them really? to play on stage so you have someone playing your music. And that's all you need them for. So That's what they thought because they didn't know the essence of hip hop. They didn't care. Right. But, but exactly. not know, just didn't care. So you kind of you kind of touched on something. Right, okay. I don't want to cut you off. No, no, you no, kind no, of touched no, on no. something. No, go ahead. 
No, no, you go ahead. I'm, I'm listening. No, you kind of you, t- you kind of touched on something, but I, I've always had this discussion: the difference between a DJ such as yourself, mm-hmm. and then the person that kind of pushes buttons that shoots out bubbles and t-shirts. And- <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And I know, I know. Like right now, you were for, you were kind enough to do the show from your controller, so I know you know the modern technology. Smoking the buttons. <laughs> but, I mean, where do you draw the line when, when somebody's like, a, "Wait a minute, you a DJ or you play records?" You know what i I draw the line. I I don't I don't I do not shun technology. I don't run from technology because technology is dope and you know I, I come from the adage of either you keep up or you get left behind and I, I don't want to ever get left Smug behind so, right but, of course but now the, the flip side is use technology as an advancement not as a crutch gotcha. that's the that's the fine line that, that I, I walk like okay I won five battle championships right I won them all with vinyl with with analog regular vinyl when i got to the point to where okay we got cue points i'm like oh what's that oh shit buttons okay i can get there faster and do this more oh wow the record won't even skip if i do this oh this is crazy all right cool so the technology you know back then i could they are they already said you know i don't say this about myself but it's been said that i was a dope dj all right mm-hmm. so if i was a let's say if i was a a a, a great dj back then with the implementation of technology, I've now become a phenomenal DJ because everything right. that I dreamt about and I imagined that was defied the laws of physics, I could now do. You know what I'm saying? Because of technology. Because of technology. So I'm not mad at it. It's but it's the still a skill set, though. I mean, you still I mean, have a genuine right. skill set. It's not exactly. being carried you by take, technology. You can take all the buttons away from me and I can still do my thing. You just need electricity. Right. Then, then, then you have... And you, well, no, I got two hamsters that run on a wheel, so if I don't <laughs> electrical. Nah, nah. <laughs> but nah, you got a little guy in a cart is exactly. But then you have the DJs that you know that that the ones that anger me <laughs> because they don't they don't want to put in their ten thousand hours. They want to put in ten hours and then be on stage. And right. the, and the sad part is is that again back to the labels making sure everything was so dumbed down that now a lot of them can get on a stage after 10 hours. They just need to know how to press the button to play the song. Press the button and move the finger. That's it. That's really it. You you know what I'm saying? I've seen them on Instagram. I've seen them on all the social media platforms. There'll be some in this, no disrespect to ladies, but I see quite a, you know, Kenny, she's doing a, like straight up doing a pole thing which right. I'm, this is a serious thing like with the with the ropes wrapped around she's suspended it's supposed mm-hmm. to be DJing mm-hmm. yeah. no headphones on spinning around and she's just yeah. like swiping at the mixer and I'm just like it's the, the worst it's, it's the, the worst, worst. It's, it's like Cirque du Soleil with turntables in front of you it's the worst man. and they got nothing no. to do with it they got nothing to do with it now no. we're gonna, we gonna take a break we gotta take okay. a break and play some right. music when we come back I want to ask. Uh, I'm, we're gonna. We're gonna have to. We're gonna. I'm not gonna speed through it, but I want to. I want to go. I'm gonna jump in the time capsule and move okay. up again. <laughs> All right. And move up again. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely want to have. And like I said, I know you signed some NDAs, so I gotta right. temper my questions. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta temper my questions. Yeah. Right. Watch, play this some music. watch this nigga down. Watch this nigga. 
Yeah, I dropped the DJ off of my name many, 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 many moons ago. Okay, so just sir. Over. Yep. We'll be right back, world. Tech presents the podcast. Tell me what you want, the power 
presents the podcast. This is Got the Heat. Uh, we just getting started. We're gonna take y'all on the ride real quick. Receipt's album. Priest of Nomad. Got my man Tracy Lee here. DC, what up? Hey, yo, Philly, what up? We need the real hip hoppers all up in the front. Hey, yo, Trey, they know we rep for the culture. Stay true. That the mother family shook like on. City with a go-go, fried wings and mumbo And that run DMC never fed us like Run Joe We hustle through the politics and still make figures Call that calico, Kwame, and polka dot niggas Coming with that blam blam, pardon me for the grandstand But you know I'ma put on the show so get your hands stand In your city by way of Philly, it's the trans man Dancing with these bars all top like only fans, man The only black man, y'all tap dancing with the man's hands We can't go for that Hall of Notes, trade caller folks Party time, man, better show them what the classics do, cause you was rockin' with Biggie H.U. Florida Avenue, yep, and you was rappin' with Freestyle U. And to the youngins pull my stats, I used to freestyle too. We from the era with the aura, McDonald's parking lot to manage connection on Georgia. Uh, and you can rest assured, there's no fear. Got that dope shit thumpin' over here. Haters in the place, and you know they gon' stare. Y'all niggas still rockin', tell them hell yeah. We right here. Hey, DC, what up? Hey, yo, Philly, what up? Tell them shorties, play the back while we up in the cut. Hey, yo, Trey, they know we rep for the culture, stay true. Got the upper famous shook like. I'm tired of all this talk about DC hip hop, and we not talk about the history. We talk about Priest, Trey Lee, the funk regulator, C Lo. Get him. You dig? We the bridge and the glue. Sister Rich, not too. You hear the growth with every quote that I spew. Axe Dot and the Berry, I'm buried in it today. With these lines of tyranny, y'all sleep. Apparently they wasn't there I was busting stunts on the dance floor Four broads on me like I'm a mad whore 240s later outside of the club I'm on that freestyle shit Street teams pumping the flyers with that, that decal shit Fucking your car up Republic Garden tearing the bar up The next door stated to you on stage tearing the bars up With that mic skill put them to sleep like night quill Flexing on them in spite of the slight bill Dead trade nowadays I'm a little huskier with the man we different priests exceeding the mandate Damn straight like hetero better Know that you can better for your dough this year. We right here, priest and trade lead, nigga. It's no fear. Got that dope shit thumping over here. Haters in the place, and you know they gon' stare. Y'all niggas still rockin', tell them hell yeah. We right here. Hey, DC, what up? Hey, yo, Philly, what up? Tell them shorties, play the back while we up in the cut. Hey, yo, Trey, they know we rep for the culture to stay true. And the other Bama shook like. Trey, man, man, you remember the uh, the old WST joke, man? Yeah, it was, it was. That was the first one I came to when I came down this joint. Oh, Slip, you know back when I was dancing, man, Floyd and Stymie and all that's how I met you. I remember the first joint I went to the Colorado Skate Room, man. It was, it was driving the joint. It was, you know, cats breaking into the joint that couldn't get in. Breaking, you know what I mean? Like that's how we used to bum rush the door at certain spots. Hey, exactly. Hey, hey, yo. I remember when Bonzina had me open for them dudes at uh tribing them at DC Armor. Oh and them. man, nah. Ten thousand, and then the next night, Combin stepped to me and Combin and Biz saw them. Oh, that's crazy, yo. We brought the roots down here. First time they stepped foot in DC, I believe it was at our joint at the Magic Room. Power move. Shout out to my people. You know what I mean? That's how we used to do it. Yo, I remember Google DJ for for old dirty bastard, man. Yeah, at the bomb shelter was wow. crazy. Show non-profits and them. Oh my god, man. Yeah, the Slim got stole off the stage. Let's... 
Oh man, classic. Classic. Hey yo, we classic. Always. Yes. We have Return World Hoodcast 334. Third and final segment, baby. We're here. Before. Before. Hold on. Before we get back to our special guest, the legendary Diamond Artist. Let me put him over here because we don't need videos over there. If you would like to get your music played or your videos, MP3, MP4, original, please send it to us, thehoodcast at gmail.com. And we will hopefully be able to put it in rotation. Now, back to the T. Back to the T. Back to the team. Oh, yeah. the controller in front of you. You got the controller in front of you. I, I, I don't think you just brought us a prop, did you? Right. No, 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 no. You know, I, I, got, I got some flex going on up in here. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't, I didn't book you on the show to ask you to work, but <laughs> since I can't afford to have you come play at my crib. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, trying to sneak, sneak it in on me. <laughs> I, mean, I thought maybe if you just, you know, if you were so inclined to turn them all, I don't know, you know, just, 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 just you know, just if, if the urge hits you, you know, you know. I, I don't want to, I don't want to impede upon your time. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I should have seen the setup coming. I should have seen like, it coming. Freestyle ain't free. <laughs> you know, that's one thing well, that separates us. I feel that you're a brother like me. That's one thing that separates brothers like us from the world because we're ready for anything. Oh shit, damn, I'm finna do this interview. I'll just go up. I already got something set up. That's the code. We're ready for everything, baby. <laughs> yes. I mean we got we got diamond artists here. I mean, there's no way. It's so funny too, it's so crazy. The chula artists, I mean, during the course of the interview, it's like jokes, impressions, stories. You sh- you should get like the Bill Cosby himself tour and just <laughs> go out on the road. Don't even take turntables, just get a mic, chair. <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've been doing I've been doing a lot a lot of, well not exactly that but I've been doing a lot of um hosting gigs lately a lot a yeah. lot of that. yeah like like I'm one of the official DJs at a, a DJ slash host for the uh, I love the 90s tour so and that's a fun tour to be on man that's a that's how we out there with like color me bad and um Rob bass and um tone Loke and uh young MC and vanilla ice and CNC music factory and uh what Man, the list goes on, man. It's dope. <laughs> it's dope. So sound, it does sound like a '90s radio just on constant re- rotation, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I, I host a lot of shows like that. You know, sometimes all the rap, and you know, sometimes um, uh, obviously, you know, you know, I co-host the show on Rock the Bells. I have a weekly show. That's what I was. That's what I was waiting you to get to. So now, Dick <laughs> Kent, it's hard for the world to catch up with us to catch up with you and pin you down somewhere. But I know right. they can catch you on serious sound like radio. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Channel forty three, rock the bells, man. I'm on five times a week, man. We got a show called Planet of the Tapes. With my partner, uh, myself, and my partner Geechee Dan, and uh, man, it's it's, a, it's you know I, I tell people all the time it's a uh, you ain't gonna find a show like this on regular radio. You know what I'm saying? It's something that's very different and very unique. Um, you know, we we focus on we focus on a lot of things that happened before hip hop got commercialized. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and being being fortunate enough to be from New York and to be in that the mecca capital where it all came from, you know, we got to hear uh, the tapes and experience it as it was going. You know, 
even if you were too young to be at park jams, it was always a tape of the jam that we got to hear and, you know, so on and so forth as a little kid. But, um, you know, Sirius is, is all of North America. You know, you got, you got people in Utah that never heard or experienced a park jam. And they, right. they love us. Man, the, the feedback I get off of the show is incredible. They're like, wow. It's like, we, we heard it, but, you know, they make, they touch on it a little bit in movies, but you guys are actually helping us live this. And, you right. know, we get that. Right. We get thanked so much for the show that we put on, man. And, you know, that's why I tell people, you know, it's a, you know, it's worth the subscription. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of. You know, <laughs> the subscription. Yeah, there's How a lot you of balance your time, though, between the role and then the show five times a week. You, 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 you sleep on a plane. You no, you, you, you absolutely just, you just said it. You just said it. Like, like, that's the balance of the time. Like, literally, I'm on stage. I'm rocking. You know, I do what I do. You know, I thank the crowd. God bless and good night. I'm finding my driver. I'm back to the hotel and I'm flipping up the laptop and I'm working. I'm working on the show. Yeah, I that, that, so that's uh, the beauty of technology now. You can do that show from anywhere in the world. I, I, absolutely, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But I mean it's still it's a it's it's a lot to do this show because it's gathering the content and it's also making the content radio ready as radio ready as possible i'm dealing mm-hmm. with tapes from 1973 on oh shit yeah that's what that's why this show is like you ain't gonna hear nothing like this because my partner geechee dan he's the one who got the tapes and i'm the one who got the radio knowledge to make it happen so right. we come together like voltron you know what i'm saying and we decide understood what the topic's gonna You're not be just playing something. music y'all are like digging through right. the archives they're like uh right I, man, I i could do i do fm mix shows in my sleep Right. That's the easy right. part, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just records and me rocking. I, that, I, you know, I do my mix shows. My mix shows, if it's a if it's a one hour mix show, it takes me an hour and thirty minutes to do. It takes me right. an hour to do the show, and then it takes me, you know, to, to wait fifteen to twenty minutes to make sure it's EQ'd for the radio and render it, and then email it. So it's an hour right. and a half of my time. One of these shows, the Planet of the Tape shows, can take me up to fifteen hours. You know, literally, <laughs> just for a one-hour show. You know, well, you know what I'm you're like a, you're like a uh, archaeologist. You like digging I'm, up and right, putting together I'm, the bones. Of the I'm old... co-hosting, DJing, and producing the show, and the producing <laughs> also entails restoration. So G Mac is really appreciating this right here. Yeah, right now. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing tape restoration too. Like I put in, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into this Planet of the Tape show. Like literally, not and Planet I'm not the tapes. What time is it on? And when? Uh, Tuesday so, nights. At midnight on the East Coast, 9 p.m. on the West Coast. Then we no, come on sure again. Get on there. Yeah, yeah. And then, then we come on again on, on Saturday, Saturday mornings at 5 a.m. East Coast time, 2 a.m. West Coast time. Then we come on again on Saturdays at 11 a.m. East Coast time, 8 a.m. West Coast time. Then we come on on Sundays on... <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> You know what? I just tell people, just follow me, man. You follow right. me for the schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, follow at DTA, schedule, right? At DTA experience, man. Just follow me. Cause it's like, so now, you got, you're doing Rock the Bells. Before you yep. got there, though, you were, well, not were, but still are, I, I would say, one of the most notable behind the scenes, man, as far as touring the artists you stood behind. That, to me, is is got a lot of impressive stuff on your resume. I know to work with the caliber of people you work with, though, it's more than just talent. Oh yeah, because everybody yeah. don't let everybody in their circle. So I still yeah. ask about the NDAs. So just to mention a few, right. for DJ and for Beyonce, 
Yeah, yeah, man. It, it, it How was crazy is that? She's a. It, it was. It was crazy as 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 her song "Crazy in Love." It was um. I got with um um the whole Beyonce camp and situation um right when she was getting ready to do her first tour. So mm-hmm. it all worked out, you know what I'm saying? So um literally I you know, and, and the one thing I could say about you know uh about my life and you know I'm kinda proud of it is the fact that, you know, every big that I've ever had, every job that I've ever had in my life, I've always been the best person for the job. Okay. Like, I've never had, yo, that's my man, and you know, my cousin is the director of this. <laughs> right, 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 right. I've never what a nepotism had type of thing. Right, right. I've never in my life, I've never had any gig like that. Every gig I've ever gotten, and I stand on this, every gig I've ever gotten has become because I've been absolutely Beyond the shadow of a doubt, the best person for the job. Like Beyonce hey, was no, no hey, different. No, no, I, I wrong with saying that. Yeah, Beyonce was no hey, different. No. I had I had to audition for that. I went up against, I don't know, there was like 20-something DJs, whoever from around the country. I had to go up against them and do what I do. And I I got it. Crazy. Smash their ass. <laughs> hey, same, same thing with um, you know, with the P. Diddy show, with the MTV making the band. I waited mm-hmm. online with 3,000 people. And this was after I made records. This was after Prince. This was after all of this stuff. I waited online just like everybody else. Went up against yeah. all the DJs around the country, and I got the gig. And it had nothing to do with the fact that you've already been a DJ for Beyonce and always been a DJ for Prince. No, I, I was with I got with, I got with Beyonce after the band. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. I was with, I was with Prince before that, but nobody knew that because I went under an alias. Remember, my original name was Diamond J back then. Right. When I got to the band, I just became Diamond. Because I didn't right. want nobody to know. See, favoritism could have went both ways. They could have been like, oh, this is I know you. I heard of you. Yo, you yo, this kid is dope. Or it could have went the other way. I could have rubbed somebody the wrong way. That might yeah, have been behind industry, me. If the industry get real small on you real right. fast. Right. Yeah. They could have been like, oh, yeah. I, they, yeah, I know that. Don't, don't fuck with it. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't want none of that. I didn't want a chance of either way. So I just went in under the alias of Diamond. That's it. So see, you're like one of those rock stars kids that don't want their parents on them. <laughs> don't want the nepotism because they Will Smith's son or some shit. Right, you know, you're like Denzel Washington's son and whatnot. You know what I'm like? How are you just because of who you're related to? You want to make it on, make it on your own steam. You know that's honorable, but man, I'm telling you, I, I can I, 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 I have to say I don't, think, I don't think it's too many people that would would have the strength to do that. In this day and age, I think most folks gonna grab every star they got and they gonna run with it, even right. though, whether it was good or bad for them. Hey, you know, listen, just, let me tell you something. If you got a cousin somewhere, I'll take the favor. I ain't had that yet. I want to know what it feels like to walk into a cushy position and just walk right in. I would like to know what that feels. Uncle over CBS. Hey, I got a guy. We got a guy over here. I got a guy. I got a guy. I'd like to experience that even just once. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Don't worry, Diamond. This million dollar check here. Just take it. You're good. There you go. Don't worry about it. I'll see you lunch. Get a steam. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? That's how everybody imagines the entertainment industry is, but I haven't heard too many of those stories. I heard a lot of stories like yours. People people who last really had to crawl and scrape for it. It wasn't just handed to them. Exactly. It wasn't handed to them. It's like this business is not even designed for people who are looking for an easy handout. Right. If you're looking for an easy ride, that's not the business for you. 
you but, know. There, but, there, but there's a flip side. There are a lot of people that get the easy ride. And that's why a lot of um, A&Rs should have been fired. Because wow. a lot of A&Rs was giving out the record deals to the people that, you know, they was okay. But there was somebody that was way doper that they could have mm-hmm. signed. But, you know, they signed this one because it could have been somebody's cousin or that was they man. Or they could have just got a, a crazy kickback from the deal. You know what I'm saying? So, and then, and that's when the game got horrible because the the gatekeepers, because the ANRs are the original gatekeepers before the executives. The mm-hmm. ANRs was sifting through to see just how much they could get, not mm-hmm. the best product to bring to marketplace. But what's the most I can get from this? How can I capitalize? It's capitalism, right? So <laughs> I'm. You're touching on a lot of points. See, interviewing you is easy. I don't even have to, I don't need no probing questions. I just take nice. the lob and you dunk that motion. Just like a Jordan had Pippen. He was like, yeah, I have to toss this thing. You'll get it. I ain't even got, I got to work too hard for it. Because you really touched on something about the difference in um, that, that, that AR executive consumer artists mm-hmm. like those layers between um of course the game's changing i don't want to be on the side oh back in the day it was this and it was that but it's still it's still a disconnect mm-hmm. between the artist and the consumer although you can't do the straight to you know right independent youtube whatever can you talk about that like what what is the what what kind of twists and turns are the industry doing to the artists? And I see, I mean, all I hear, I used to hear all the time, oh, the label screwed, the label screwed. People don't even say the label screwed me anymore. Mm-hmm. That's out of the conversation. They just say, like, yo, we're not getting our money. Right. Producers are screaming, we're not getting our money. Writers are screaming, we're not getting our money. Yeah. Streaming is like, we're getting all the money. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, the crazy thing is, is, you know, Drez from uh, Black Sheep, my brother Drez, he, um, he has a lawsuit, I believe. I, I yeah, don't know. If- I was- Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it might be a class action suit. I don't know exactly how it is, but you know he has a lawsuit. Um, I actually have record deals before, but none of my albums ever came to fruition. None, none of them. They never got off the shelf. They never sort of light a day. So I wouldn't really be a candidate to be involved with that. But if you have record deals prior, you know you should really contact the address man and become a part of this lawsuit because at the end of the day, you know. Uh, DSPs like Spotify and so on and so forth, they dictated what they're going to pay you per stream. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not right. You're, you're supposed to negotiate that. And what I understand from the crust of it, I saw Dre, I saw an interview with Drez when he was mm-hmm. when he was kind of breaking it down, and he was talking about basically when I, when he signed his contract, his contract was for him to get a certain percentage mm. of revenue. Right. But then the streaming company went and I mean the, the record label went and made another agreement with the streaming company. That's now, right. What he's talking about is the fact that these contracts they say for you know current, present, or future mediums. Right. When they, Which, when your contract, so they were talking about back then, right now, and anything that might show up in fucking near future or yep. far future. So if that's what we agreed upon, X amount of percentage for me, and now you went and did a negotiation with a streaming platform for my content and you didn't include me in that negotiation. Right. And now you aren't honoring my, my, my original contract for the works that were created. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, when I listen to him, I say, he's totally right. You yeah. signed a contract where I'm supposed to get, say a dollar a record. Then you went and made an agreement with the streaming for cents. And now right. you're trying to give me pieces of those cents, but I wasn't even a part of the negotiation. So you basically broke our original agreement. 
That's right. On that master recording. And so yeah, every, I, I'll everyone, say the same. Everyone with a catalog has that uh has that right to be a part of that suit. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't say that because I don't have a catalog. I don't have my own catalog yet. I will. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I don't have it yet. So you know, it doesn't really apply to me, but everyone with a catalog needs to be a part of that suit. Because no one yeah. no one got an opportunity to to come to the table. Right. They didn't, they didn't get to negotiate that. The label negotiated what was best for and in their opinion for them. Absolutely. The artists, as usual, artists got the short end of the stick. Now, Prince. And yeah. I was wanting to say this, because Prince one of, he was one of my favorite artists growing up. And, uh, Mine too. Purple, Purple Rain came out my whole junior high school ever had rough shirts and shit. Oh, um, it was the whole works man. we was pr- Prince crazy around it. half the school was purple it was ridiculous but um <laughs> what was that like I mean it's, I can't imagine it being a, meeting an iconic artist but I can't imagine you being starstruck for as long as you've been in the industry but what was that like when you first walked into the room and you got the job to work yeah, with Prince I, I, well okay I'm gonna tell you some sometimes in, in interviews people ask me like what was your, what was your greatest moment, you know, in, you know, in your career that you could think of? And I got a couple of them now, but one, the one I always used to go to was kind of like segue into what you would say, what you had asked. Um, so there was the same thing with Prince. There was a, there was an audition process that I had to go through. Um, and it came down to two, two DJs and I'm very cool with the other DJ. Um, to this day, his name is King IXL from uh, Minneapolis, and he's nasty. He's dope. So it was really just a point of who you want, Prince. You want this guy or this guy? We was both dope. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't front on either one of us. We just our styles were a little bit different. So I think my style was a little more band friendly, and that's why mm-hmm. I, you know be you know because I'm you know I'm the X Men executioners. We we pioneered the funk, you know, with the beat juggling and all of that. So I think Prince he that kind of connected with him a little more that's probably why mm-hmm. i got the gig you know what i'm saying but like, again yeah, i actually he's still nasty like if you see him yeah. now he's like, yo this dude is nasty he's dope so got the gig you know what i'm saying i fly out to minneapolis um my first day at paisley park i am you know and they, they flew everything they flew my turntables they flew like 30 crates of records this was a serious they flew everything out there. Oh, they moved you out there. <laughs> moved me, bro. I moved out there for years. I lived out there. Yeah. So, um, but but still, this was just still a, the, the test to see if I fit into the, you know what I mean, to the equation before, you know, they found me a condo, you know, and all of that. But um, so my first day at Paisley Park, the, just walking through the doors was amazing. You know, I mean, it was like, it was like I... It was like I got the golden ticket to the Willy Walker Factory. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yo, am I here? It's just yeah. crazy. It was crazy. So, you know what I mean? It was like the, the windmill was like under the cherry moon. It, everything was there. It was just crazy. So, so I'm in Paisley Park and the back of Paisley Park has a space that's so humongous you could fit a 767 airline plane in there. It's basically an airplane hangar. That's how that was his rehearsal space. Because when Damn. Prince went on tour, he built the entire stage at Paisley Park. So the stage we performed on, we rehearsed on at his facility. 
before it got broken down and flown all over the world. It's crazy. Damn. Remember, I already made records. I already did, you know what I'm saying? But I ain't never did nothing like this. (laughs) This was my first major production. Like, like, like this. I mean, no disrespect to EPMD anybody, but I mean, this was not it. This was something. <laughs> this, totally is a different, this is a different level. Right. It's whole, definitely levels yeah, to the game. Yeah, man. This was a whole nother level. So, all right. So, I make my way back to the airplane hangar and I see my turntables up on a riser. And, you know, I, I see the guys, you know, trying to figure out which wire goes where because they they deal with guitar players and they don't know what about no turntables and nothing. So I go up there. I'm like, oh, no, hold on. I got it. I got it. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're here for you. We're your techs. I didn't know. I never knew what a tech was. I didn't have that. <laughs> I hook up my own stuff. I'm a DJ. I'm like, nah, don't worry. I got it. All right. So I got my head down, like literally like this, you know, and I'm plugging in the wires and stuff. So I'm reaching over like the back of the mixer, you know, just like this with the wires, you know, and I see these two little yellow like pumps <laughs> jump up on the, on the riser. And I'm like this. And I, and I, I look up and, and I look up like this and right in front of me was Prince. And, and he put his hand out. He said, man, I'm so glad to meet you. I'm such a big fan of your work. I, I, swear, I swear on everything. I almost passed out. I, this man is telling me how much of a fan he was of my work. I was like, what? I was like, you lucky I ain't got a thong on because I might throw it. I was like, I'm a very masculine man, but in that moment, I was like, ah, what? Oh. No, that, so yo, everybody gets a little weak around Prince. Man, listen, my knees was clanking. I was like, oh. man, but yeah, man, that, that was a that was a moment, man. I was like, wow. Because I always imagine him Prince in the studio just at the crib. He don't walk; he just float across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he just yeah. across that shit like a Spike Lee video. Yeah, he, yo, man, he had that energy, man. He had that energy. He is crazy, man. Crazy. Oh, man. What are you saying, G-Man? Hey, I'm just thinking. I just got through watching the beginning of David Chappelle's show last week. He's like, I ain't doing this on Charlie Murphy. <laughs> God, no, oh my God. That's what he Charlie Murphy. He's like, oh. Did Prince really play basketball like that? Blouses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember um, um, Jamie Foxx had uh, portrayed him too with the and he was hooping on niggas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you're real famous when other people are doing characters oh, of you. That's a fact. That's a fact. But yeah, man, um, yeah, yeah, basketball. And that's another thing that we, we connected on. We didn't just connect on music, we connected on ball because I was an avid ball player. If I wasn't DJing and scratching, and producing music, I was playing ball. That's that's all I did. I played, you know, I run eight full court games of basketball every single day. Like that's how that was life. So mm-hmm. when I got out there and I realized that the fellas played ball, you know, I was like, yo, let's let's go. So there was always a, a half court behind the stage. Like, and we took that on the road with us. So behind the what? stage, there was always a half, yeah, there was always a half court. And let me tell you, man, man, let me tell you about P. He could ball. <laughs> Prince could ball, yo. He could ball, and and the crazy part is, 
Like, and the funny thing is, I was try, I try, I try to tell the hood. You know what I'm saying? I tried to tell the whole hood. And I mean, listen, this this the hood podcast right here. So I mean, like, I try. Listen, I tried to tell the whole hood that P could play ball. And nobody wanted to believe me when I told him that he played ball, but he ain't never wore sneakers. He always wore his little pumps and his little prince gear. Listen, man. Man, man. No, listen. I'm, I gotta get my, I gotta get my, my funk flex on for a second. Man, when I listen, well, look, look, man. Let's be clear. Let's, let's be clear. When I tell, when I, when I tell you that your know, prince's jump shot, real like real talk, prince's jump shot was water. If you, oh, shit. if you wasn't right up on him, it was lights out, baby. Like seriously, he was like he was like the Steph Curry in, in blouses. <laughs> Yo, hey, you know the world. God bless Charlie Murphy. It's like he explained it just like how Charlie Murphy did. He was like, "Yo," yeah. and he looked at yeah. him at, at the pumps and looked up. Oh my god! Yo, but, but yo, but here's the thing, yo. I told the hood. I told the hood. All my all my basketball brothers. I told the hood the same story in the nineties. Dave Chappelle thing came out in what the late two thousands or whatever. Right. My phone would not stop ringing when Chappelle did that skit. Everybody thought I sold that story to the Chappelle stuff show. And I'm mm. like, oh, I never met Dave Chappelle. He's one of the people I never had the pleasure of meeting. I love to meet him because he's so hip-hop. Right, but I right. just never, our paths have not crossed yet. So I haven't got to meet the guy. So everybody thought that I told him that story because they remember me telling him that story. I'm like, no. it. I was telling you the truth. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Prince could ball. And he wore his little blouses and pumps and little blouses and pumps. But you know, you I don't care who you are. You getting hooped on by a guy in pumps and a blouse. Yo. You ain't telling nobody about that ass with you. <laughs> you know you threatening anybody that saw it. <laughs> that's just, I'm glad you said that. And this is this is factual. I I'm i well, he had his shoes specially made. So them pumps had rubber soles. He had grip. Right. I mean, right, right. yo, he had cross, he crossed you the, the whole nine yards. I'm like, there's no way them things ain't, you know, the James Brown. <laughs> this is he wasn't there was nothing them things were specially made he probably had some made to play ball in and then made to perform so he could do his little dances and the slides and all that oh shit oh my god you crossed somebody over with some slippery shoes right and he yo there's a lot of stuff I thought I was gonna hear in this interview that is not (laughs) I mean I was gonna be like you gonna tell about that time in Paris and something went crazy I had to but I and and the fact is like Okay, we heard Charlie Murphy's basketball story, but the yeah. pumps and the rubber soles, special mentions—that's the only yeah. kind of detail you're gonna get on that. Well, well, I, I'm I am uh, I'm speculating on that. I don't I can't that I can't <laughs> okay. confirm. I can confirm the crossover though. I can confirm. That. <laughs> <laughs> so, he had like magic, magical powers, like from Mars or something like that. He had to have some rubber going on. Under oh there my goodness! He was not out there in regular in regular church shoes. He wasn't no. wearing the usher joints. Listen, he was, man, <laughs> he definitely had some rubber. 
Well, well, the, well, the one thing I will say before we move on from the subject is the only thing that was a joke in the Chappelle skit was the pancakes part. He ain't ever right. made no pancakes afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> But best believe my brother, my brother P will bust your ass in some more. <laughs> that was a fact. <laughs> All right, listen, we gotta take a break. Let's play some right. music. Shows one. It's gonna be a two-hour show tonight. We gonna hey, come back. Play. We gonna do the last segment with DJ Diamond. G Mac, you ready? Yeah. Yeah, hello. <laughs> 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 hey, y'all, we'll be right back, y'all, right after this, man. It's crazy. Hotech presents the podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. But 
but it's all that I had, so it's lovely. Summerfest, Applefest, Juneteenth, Little we'll Rock, St. Agnes, 95th, Rufus King, Community Journal, on 3rd Street, Ebony Q, and you and me, we all be in Milwaukee. Thank you. 
baby girl, baby world. We have returned. We are back. Well, I would say third and final segment, but this is actually the fourth segment. <laughs> so I go when you got a special guest in the house, right? See what I'm saying? Uh-oh. We have returned, world. With I diamond, diamond's doing something with his hands and that, that contraption he has there. I'm wondering what's going on. <clears throat> diamond appears to be touching on that that contraption he has over there. I'm wondering what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just messing around a little bit while y'all was uh, well, you know, y'all was, you know, you know, you know, I was just, just a little messing around, a little messing around. <clears throat> well, we've been we've been we'll we've been fresh, man. This is this has been a treat for me, but I got a feeling that it's about to get better. <laughs> I got a feeling. So well, I, I know y'all are um uh y'all y'all are YouTubing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well YouTube right, right so. YouTube or Facebook and Twitching. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, I know with like monetization and all of that, you got to be careful with songs that you play. I know she played a lot of a lot of independent, you know, artists and right, so on right, and so right, forth. Right, so, right, right. I had to look at something that's under the radar. So I get, you know, if, if you want me to do a little. Oh, snap. I would yeah, probably did a little. <laughs> Go ahead, play it. Do your thing. Do your thing, bro. Hold on. Can I get my intro one more time? Oh. Oh, we about to get the DTA experience. Ladies and gentlemen. It's the I can sit here and watch you do that for the next 10, 20 minutes. 
I'm about to call some friends over. Hey, I got a DJ. We're doing a party tonight. Yeah, I, I figured I'd, I'd give y'all a, a, little, a little taste. You know what I'm saying? Just a, just a little, little something. But, Clearly, you know, those 10,000 hours paid off. Definitely, my man. Thank you, sir. Thank you, I tried my um, best. I tried my best, dude. Um, boy, I'm, I'm 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 like a big fanboy right now because when I first met you, and then I realized before I met you, I knew who you were, but I hadn't met you. Then when I met you, and somebody's like, you know who it is, and I was like, yeah, no. Then it was like, no, you know. And then I was like, oh shit. Then you came over to Al's crib. You came out to Brooklyn, and yep, you reviewed yep, some yep. music for me. It was an artist I was working with at the time, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you you kind enough to call me. It was it was kind of weird because I was like, wait a minute, still's been around the world. He ain't coming out to Brooklyn. This at first I didn't know you were from Brooklyn, so it was probably around the corner from your grandma's house anyway. It was just right, convenient right. for you. <laughs> but no, you came to the crib, you sat down, mm-hmm. we played records for you, and you did us a, like a mini A and R. I was just like, okay, that one, and that one right there, not that one. That's, that's the, okay, this one. I was just like, this shit is like I got to be able to put this on a bottle and sell it because you just don't get this. A lot of people go, oh, I can pick a record. I know it hit. I'm like, eh, you make no one, but you never made one and you really don't play them. But to get somebody who did both and does both. I've been quite, uh, uh, not to cut you off, but I've been, I've been quite gifted when it, when it comes to that. I, I was able to, you know, I'm just, I don't know, man. It's something I'm, I'm pretty good at calling records. And then sometimes I'm horrible at calling records. Like when it comes to today's mumble stuff, some of it, some of it goes crazy, and I'm like, I never would have signed this record in my life. So thank God, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm human, and I know, you know, I know that I'm not perfect. But a lot of time, I, I think I got about a 75 percent success rate. Bullshit. When it comes to calling, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, ain't, I would say I would give no, I, no. People would say higher maybe, but I, you know, I just I well, try to just keep it like objective. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I if think we can separate the, time, the commercial. We mm-hmm. commercial. If we could separate the commercial from from the quality, I would say on the commercial you say you're seventy five percent. But I know on the quality end of it, it's and this is just being a complete dick around it. I know it's an eighty nine percent. Well, thank you, man. <laughs> I know. I know you know the quality of music. Yeah, you, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you explained it to me in in perfect terms about a record that's gonna have longevity versus a record that's gonna be a splash. Well, that that again, that's the that's the whole point of a lot of these conversations I'm having about today's music. I'm like, yo, I I, I coined the term, you know, some people use it now, some people don't, but I call it microwave music. Was what's mm. going on right now? It takes thirty seconds to make, and it lasts for three minutes. And for three minutes, you're gonna two be minutes. the hottest thing on, on this planet. Right. Some some two minutes, but you're gonna be the hottest thing on this planet for for a few minutes. But then what? But the cool thing is though. They're making a ridiculous amount of money in those three minutes, so you can yeah. be set for life if you if you're smart. You know what I'm saying? But you ain't Drake, bro. Drake is he, you know Drake is he makes a lot of the three minute records too, but he makes right. a lot of records that's going to be here thirty years from now. You know what I'm right. saying? He's an actual artist. You know what I'm saying? It's just the balance. You, you got to have some right. balance between that. I mean, I understand in this commercial market, like Chris yep. Brown putting fifty something songs. On That's Spotify, bananas. I, want, you know like, I was like, why the fuck yeah. would you put that much? Why would you just do ten? And I'm thinking old music industry. He's thinking new music industry streaming. Right. The more right. I got out there, the more revenue opportunities I got. That's right. right. Hey, right. That's what I was telling you, Biggs. Content. This is this is the age of content yeah. now. 
I yeah. was just like, why yeah. would you put so why would you flood the market? But then I thought about it, I'm like, yeah. kids are a little smarter. It's eight billion people on the planet. He don't mm-hmm. need that anticipation, like, oh, what we're going to do right here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He, he Chris Brown shit. Anything you put out. On a Chris Brown level, on a Beyonce level, like I said, the anticipation is just always floating in the air. It's like fucking water droppers. It's out there. Right. Right now. I'm, and, I'm right and, and, the, and the ability to make that much quality music. A lot of people can make 50, 60 songs, but I'm talking yeah. about quality music. Not just quality and is it good or is it bad, but sound quality. Right, right. Well, the I mean, sound, the sound is almost like, it's almost like, a, it's, it's okay, now, a perfect example, my Planet of the Tape show, even though I still have to do a lot of restoration on each individual tape because some of, you know, some of the things sounded like they was recorded through a baseball glove. You know, it's just, it is what it is, man. I, you know, you, you just, and you can't, you cannot, you you know this as a technical dude, you right. cannot over EQ. Sometimes you got to turn the EQ a little bit and run the joint, render it. Turn right, a little right. bit more, run the joint, render it. Sometimes I might render something 75 times to get its radio enough to sound to translate. Especially this is digital satellite radio. This ain't, right, right. This, ain't even signal. this is the most crisp, crisp signal you're going to get. So the worse it sounds, the worse it's going to sound to the people. So I have to like go above and beyond for it. But when you get to a Chris Brown level and you're in the studio, it's damn near a template. You're like, all right, you know, we already know what sounds good on Chris. We're going to use the UA uh, process on him. We're going to use some of the stuff from the lunchbox. You know what I'm saying? On his vocals, on his backgrounds, we're gonna we're gonna split them this way, and it's it's like a template. They had he just got a he just has to do the vocal performance on the song, and he's Gucci. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we, we we lost we lost yeah, my man. We, 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 we lost the interviewer, my my partner Biggs. I don't know. Yeah, what they're they're like yo, y'all need to get your ass off. What? <laughs> yeah. Trying to get him back Biggs. in here. Went to go to, went to the bathroom. Yeah, he, he, probably, he probably yeah he probably went to the shitter. Yeah, exactly. yeah he probably went to the shitter. I gotta take a number two. Who <laughs> <laughs> the do do it? uh, It's probably like hey he, he showed like yeah let's go commercial break real quick boy because when right. that man goes to the bathroom that man, man goes to the bathroom. He probably in there doing like a number seven. <laughs> yeah, I think I think his his I think his um. Something technical difficulties. Yeah. Okay. Because that was him. <laughs> so, unfortunately, knowing yeah. him, he probably would have ran this on three hours and he ain't the one missing this shit. Man, yo, me and you understand that. this shit. You know, once oh, I get yeah. out, even though I have to say, my brother, your sound is crystal clear. I won't have to Thank do shit you. to it, man. Thank my you. Brother. Hey, my you man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> when, when people know what they do, they know what they do. So, it I'll will try, be an honor since Biggs, you know, to technical however if you will come right. back on the show at a later oh, date absolutely. would yeah, you answer your day because yeah. you know this this has been yeah, I, I've been sitting here getting a galley you know I, I, I would be tongue twisted talking to you you know I mean somewhat of your caliber so I just nah, sit back good, and let him do all the talking <laughs> nah that's all good man but yeah we could, we could definitely do a part two man I'm, I'm down for that thanks you know man I'm definitely down for that before we go though we sure. have a little tradition here that we call random statements at okay. the end of each show, what we do, the first thing to pop in your head, you just say something, anything. The very yeah. first thing to pop in your head, and okay. that'll be your runner statement. It don't matter how wacky, just whatever. You can't have everything. Where would you put it? Oh, snap. That's a good one. Oh, 
snap. <laughs> Already, brother. Already. <laughs> hey, from a legend world. And my rental statement is, oh, let me get, because I got a lot of yo. My rental statement is, world, you can put do anything that you put your mind to. Be anywhere that you want to be. All you need is a little elbow grease. Just a little yes, bit of sir. elbow grease. I was yes, going to say yes. something a little bit more provocative, though, but... Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna give a, a little break this time. Next time, I'm going all out. My man. Next time, Biggs, yeah. you need to have your your phone plugged up or have you need to have something plugged up, son. Don't leave that's me like this. That, that's the word from G Mac the boss. All right, you understand? Right. <laughs> well, the boss man, Diamond the artist. Thank you, brother, for coming through, man. Thank you, man. This has been an honor for us, both of us. I know I'm speaking for Biggs too. I know. He was he was just talking about it for weeks. Yeah, we gotta get down. We gotta. What he said that you confirmed. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man. <laughs> he was nah, the right for real, bro. And I'm gonna <laughs> I'm 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 definitely come back for part two, man. That's a fact. Thank man. you, brother. Thank you. So we're we're gonna get up out of here. When, and anybody that want to keep up with me and check out my tour dates and you know I'm constantly on tour I'm, I'm everywhere I'm sure I'm gonna come to your town I'm gonna come to your city your state your province your country I'm everywhere man every week you see my little airport videos that I do I'm in I'm in the airport two times a week consistently for my whole entire life basically Oof. so I'm coming to your town to get down keep up with me at DTA experience on all social media it's your boy Diamond the artist man I am very blessed thank you guys I'm pretty well, listen man I'm from the hood I'm, so I need to be on <laughs> I need to be back on the hood you feel me right right <laughs> we're gonna have you back part two coming later world thank y'all world and we shall see y'all again this Monday Thursday have a hood day everybody <laughs> Have a hood day. Have a hood day. Hood Tech presents the Hoodcast. Hood Tech presents the Hoodcast.